Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to yet another week of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here once again alongside Dan Terhar. A little bit of a downer of an episode after the downer of a mm-hmm. game last night. Dan, how you uh, how you feeling 24 hours on from that one? I kind of feel like I felt all season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because really what happened, uh, what happened on Sunday night was kind of a microcosm of the whole year kind of. So, you know. It is what it is. I don't think anybody's shocked. It sure would have been nice to make a little run like they did last season, but knowing what we know about this team through the whole season, all 37 regular season matches, nobody should be shocked. Right. So let's – Yeah, what do you want to do? (laughs) I don't really want to talk about that game anymore because we talked about it enough last night on the broadcast. Well, but Uh, we can – let's talk talk about how it started because it it started good. Yeah, it started off – Great for the Loons. I mean, no one really grabbed possession early on in that one. Uh, but then the Loons score in the 10th minute. Franco Fragapane gets on the end of a really nicely placed cross by Romain Mettenere, uh on the back. And uh, Franco Fragapane just busting through on the far post, taps it in, or slides and taps it in for a nice goal to get the Loons up 1-0. And you thought, dang, 10 minutes in, we're up 1-0 at Portland. This is great. This is no. how this should go. Couldn't have, couldn't have been better. Couldn't have been better feeling. And, and yeah, at that point, nobody had really established control of the match. Uh, both teams were just trying to find their rhythm. And it was a nice goal. Uh, unbelievable pass by Robin Lud, And then a great cross by Metinair. It was, it was a beautiful goal. And we've seen some of those lately. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you can't help but start thinking, okay, you know, the offense is going to click tonight and we might get that magic number three goals or something. And and it just, you know, it's as this team has done so many times throughout the season, uh, gave up a late goal. You know, there's such a big difference between going into the locker room at halftime up one nil as opposed to giving up a late goal. You're even at one. But the other team, the home team, has all the momentum. Yeah. That, that's just that's a huge swing, huge swing. Absolutely. Adrian Heath always likes to say goals change games whenever they happen, but especially going into halftime when you're in the final, what, five minutes before halftime hits, you think, man, we got it. We we survived the next 30 minutes after that goal, got to halftime, up 1-0, on the road, shut out this opponent on the road in the first half, kind of took the crowd out of it a little bit. You could sense their frustration growing from Portland as they were making chippy fouls here and there all across the first half, and then just that heartbreaker of a goal by Laris Mabiala, just a nice header that puts it past uh, Dane St. Clair. I almost said Tyler Miller. We can get to that in a little bit. Uh, yeah. but Dane St. Clair uh, in net uh, for the Loons for the first time since May 8th last night. Can't stop that one, and the Loons go into halftime 1-1, and you could just feel it. You could almost, going back and thinking about it, you could almost see it in the body language of the players. Like, oh, man, we thought we had this. <laughs> Yeah, and and it's and, and let's well let's go to the Tyler Miller thing right now because to me that that had a bigger impact on the game than I think a lot of people give it credit for. Uh, not that you know I can honestly say that Tyler would have saved any of those three goals. He may have. I don't know. I'm not a goaltending expert. Was Dane St. Clair positioned exactly where he should be? Look deep on one of them, me, but I don't know. But 
It's the fact that this team all season long has gone through these issues, missing key players to injury, missing key players now to COVID, missing key players due to international duty. And they've, they've tried to fight through it. It's been very difficult. And it just almost now when I look back, it almost just seems kind of comical that of course, of course we had to lose a player for a different reason other than injury. Cause that's the way this season has gone. And Dane St. Clair didn't lose that game, but not having Tyler Miller in, how do we know how it affected the back four? How do we know that they didn't play different because it wasn't Tyler? They, you know, they're so used to him since May, and you can't tell me that that didn't have an effect on the attitude, the mental part of the game. Of course it does. When Roman Metanera was out, for you know, it changed the feel of the defense. When you know, it just you can't just go on as though it's the same person when it's not, and um, it. it it just didn't feel right after that, and and then of course, what do we talk about at halftime? Yeah, they're gonna have, they're gonna have to weather the storm because they went in the locker room. Portland was fired up, man. They got the, the chainsaw was going, man. It was still the wood was fresh cut, and you knew they were gonna come out. And I think I said that the last my last thought was weather the storm. They're coming at you. Get this game settled down 10, 15 minutes into the second half, and then. See what happens. You're tied at one. Well, the storm came really quick, and it didn't. We didn't weather it very well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talked about it. You mentioned it there. You gotta. You can't give up a goal in the first five minutes, and they gave it up in the first minute. I mean, oh, it was terrible. Sebastian Blanco scores the goal in the first in the first minute of the second half, and you could. I said it. You could feel. You could see the body the body language drop after they let in the first goal. It dropped even more after they let in that second goal right away in the second half. And you could feel the crowd just know that, yeah, we ain't giving this one back there. No. This team is done on the road. And we talked about it in the post-match show. We talked about it during the second half while Cal and Kindra were on the call. We were sitting in the studio watching the game. This felt giving up those two goals. It was just one too many times this season. You, yeah. you asked this team to fight back way too many times this season. This team put itself behind too many times this season, and this was just they couldn't do it. They had it. It felt like they were just mentally drained. It looked like they were just mentally drained from a season of having to fight back from everything, every possible adversity that could be thrown at them in this season. Uh, some of it self inflicted, some of it not, but. It just felt like one too many times this season that they were put behind the eight ball and they had to try and come back and they just couldn't do it last night. Yeah, they battled back. They, I mean, I kept saying all through the, the the stretch run of the season, this team is so battle-tested. They've been through the wars. They've had to come from behind. They've given up late goals. They've scored early goals. This is a weird year. They scored yeah. the two earliest goals in franchise history, quickest to start a game. Yep. And they gave up some of the latest goals, and they gave up a lot of goals late in the first half, extra time late in the first half. It, they just had been through it all. And I felt like – and, you know, you don't know what Adrian Heath's message was at halftime, but I'm sure it had something to do with, you know, they're going to come after you. Here they come. They're at home. You know that's coming. Everybody knew that they were going to come out, and it was going to be tough. And I'm sure it was. You know, let's let's survive this uh, this storm that's coming and then get back to playing our game. Well, when they score in the first minute, 
you could see why the players would react that way because this is probably the one thing that they all knew and maybe even was vocalized in the locker room that couldn't happen. They couldn't give up an early goal in the second half, and they did, and, and it just showed on their faces. And it was like the the wear and tear of a of a really mentally stressful season yeah. just kind of showed. And um, I don't know, this season ended the way it went all year with with a lot of head scratching and frustration. Yeah, absolutely. Seven months of having to fight back and just battle everything uh, under the sun just wears on you. And I, I, we were talking about before the match, uh, the mentality point that you said that this team is battle tested. And then I, I asked the most prescient question at the time. I guess it came out to be that way. How many times is one too many? And apparently last night was one too many, and the Loons end up yeah. falling three to one to Portland in the first round of the MLS Cup playoffs. They're bounced from the playoffs. Their season is done. done. Dan, my, my one big question, it's a question I asked you last night uh, mm-hmm. on the broadcast. I want your opinion 24 hours later. I think my opinion is different than the one you guys gave last night. My one big question, was this a successful season? Yeah, and I and I, I still feel that it was. Uh, this is a franchise only in its fifth season. They've gotten better in some points every season, record wise, you know, as far as the depth of the playoffs, not this year. But maybe more importantly, every single season, five straight, this roster has been better than the year before. This roster is better than the one a year ago that went to the Western Conference final. There's more skill, there's more talent, there's more depth. Um, and to me, you made the playoffs for a third straight year. Sure, PPA, everybody wants to win a championship every year. You know what? Most teams don't do that. Yeah. And there are a lot of teams that have been around a lot longer than than the Loons that would love to have made the playoffs the last three years in a row. Yeah. And Cincinnati would like a sniff at them. <laughs> they can't even spell playoff in Cincinnati. So, <laughs> so, so to me, it's a success. Um, is it what we had hoped for? Is it, um, you know, a huge success? No. But I, as far as I'm concerned, any as long as this team keeps making the playoffs, it's a success. And then there's going to be some runs where they get to the Western Conference Final. Maybe they'll win a cup. But successful teams, we talk about Seattle. They make the playoffs. And, yes, they win championships occasionally, too. And I think that will come for this team. But right now, to me, the gauge for being a successful team five years in, they've gotten better every year talent-wise, if not record-wise. Um, this year was – I still think it was a short – you can't – you can't. I can't compare last season to this season to the season before because it was so different. Yeah. They didn't play as many matches. They played in a tournament down in Disneyland. I mean Disney World. I just I it, it, it's difference. too weird. And as far as I in my mind, this team took another step at getting better. If they hadn't started zero and four, we may have had a home playoff game. I, I, I really believe that. If you'd gone even two and two. That might have been enough. So it just depends. You can't, I mean, that's ifs and buts, you know, but right. I think it's a success because they made the playoffs. And to me, that was kind of the tipping point. You make the playoffs after starting 0-4, I think you did so, a lot of things right. If they had not made the playoffs, absolutely, it was not a, it was not a successful season. But everybody can define a successful season differently. Right. So what's your take? I think... 
So the bare minimum going into the season was make the playoffs. They did that. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You did the bare minimum. So success. But yeah, I got through high school that way. <laughs> D's get degrees, right? Success. Yeah, that's success, baby. <laughs> I had a science teacher in college when I was going for uh, when I was going to Brown for radio broadcasting, and you had to take the generals, the gen eds mm-hmm. or whatever. And yeah. we get to the science class. I'm like, oh, I don't care about this. It's I'm not going to use this. The guy asks the class, goes around the class asking, all right, what do you guys want to get out of this class? It gets to me. I'm at the back of the class. So everybody's already given their answers and we all have to give different answers. I'm like, I don't know. Pass. (laughs) (laughs) And he just says to me, D's for degrees. Hey, I'm like, yup. You know it. (laughs) State of my opinion. You know, you have a different, you know, I guess it's where you set. And I think we all had the bar set pretty high. Um, and I guess I'm able, I miss, I'm lowering mine a little bit more to say it was a su- successful season because they did make the playoffs. Yeah. For me, it's, they did the bare minimum. They got to the playoffs. Yes, you did exactly what you set out to do in mm-hmm. the playoffs. So it's a success. I don't think it's much of a success because as you mentioned, they got better in the talent department. They got more depth, but then you didn't go as far as you did last year. Yes, you did mm-hmm. overachieve last year by getting to the Western conference finals so that has to take part into some of it. But if you're looking at it from a, we got better in the talent department, then why aren't you getting at least a little mm-hmm. bit further? Why aren't you being more successful during the season uh, than they were? For me, it was just too up and down. They, they set themselves back too far right off the bat. And then there was a lot of just yeah. battling themselves all season long, not able to get the attack going consistently. They had one of the worst attacks in the Western Conference. Um, they had one of the best defenses. So that's that's a good thing that we haven't really had a whole lot here in Minnesota is a really good defense. And for most of the season, they had a pretty dang good defense. You take out those first four games and all the games under Tyler Miller, it's a pretty good defense. Very good, um, yeah. But for me, it, it's barely a success because they made the playoffs. <laughs> but but because of all the other factors that you look at it, you got better in the talent department. You expected to take another step forward. Yes, you did over overachieve last year. But you did get better. You brought in a new stri- – you paid a bunch of money for a new striker, and you brought in Franco Fragapane. You expected more uh, – better play from Emmanuel Reynoso now that he, he was here for the entire season. Robin Lud finally found his footing here in this league at the end of last season, and you were expecting that to go into this season, and it did for the most part. But you still didn't get much more success from last season, so it's barely a success for me. I'm, I'm still positive that – I'm still happy that they got to the playoffs, as they should be, but – the way they went out is a little disappointing, and the way this whole season went, it was just frustrating from the get-go, losing those first four games, and then always just fighting yourself, as we've talked about already on this podcast, getting goals early yeah. in early in games, and then going into halftime, giving up late goals in the first <laughs> half. It just, it was always, there was always, it could never just be easy, it never could just be a runaway win. It always had to be no. frustrating, and that no, was enough. that's my big takeaway from the season is that it was just a very frustrating season. Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing was easy for this team, and it was uh, mentally taxing on the team. And I think yeah. that kind of caught up with them in the second half out at at Portland. So, uh, for you, what would have would winning uh, the match in Portland and then losing to Colorado would that have been a success? Or do you did you need them to get back to the Western Con? Because I think that's setting the bar too high. If you I say my team isn't successful, finals. What's that? I didn't need them to get to the Western Conference. So you needed because, them to win one playoff game. Yeah, because okay. I mean, but that's not that big a difference. A, if they had been a home team, then I would have expected them to go on and win at least more than one. 
Okay. Go on to the Western Conference Finals, be, but because you started off on the road, it would have been more of a success if you had. It, I would have had much more positive feelings had you gotten the win last night at yeah. Portland and then gone on to Colorado and let what happens happens at Colorado. Which, yeah, and I think that's um, to me that means that we're not that far apart. Yeah, you're yeah. saying one more win, even if they lost then to Colorado then you'd change how you feel and you'd be able to say, yeah, it was a successful season. And so we're really not that far apart. No, we're not. In a team, just- in a team that had such a ridiculously inconsistent up and down yeah. season with everything to, to say that, okay, we're, we're pretty, I mean, we're pretty much on the same page then. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it just, yeah, it's not that far apart where we're standing for the one yeah. big question. Was this a successful season? Loons fans, if you want to let us know, our Twitter handles are in the YouTube video. Mine is at John Harrison ninety. Dan's is at Dan Terhar, D A N T E R H A A R. You can contact us all off season long. Dan, moving on to the off season, tons of questions for the Loons going forward. Our big takeaway after in the post match show, they need a striker. That's clearly obvious based off how everything, <laughs> how everything played this season and pretty much last season as well. Uh, they need a consistent goal scorer. Is going to bag you fifteen. At least 15 goals a season. And, and if people think that, you know, and I've heard people say, why don't they get one? Well, first of all, it's not that easy. you they can't tried. just go get one. They're, they're, they're not just sitting around there and you can just go, well, let's take the, you go and you try and find the best guy available for the money you have to spend or are willing to spend. Yeah. And this team, you know, you cannot, you can fault Minnesota United for not getting the right guy if you want, but you cannot fault them for trying. I can't even remember. I can't remember some of the guys that they've brought through here the last couple of years. And for the most part, we were excited for most of them. There's a couple that we weren't, but we'll (laughs) we'll leave them out of it. But for the most part, you go, well, maybe this is the guy, you know, either, either it was a guy that you you said, well, he's young and maybe he's going to develop into a great striker. Great. Let's go for it. Or maybe it was an older guy. We thought, Hey, maybe he's got 10, 12 goals left in him. Let's go for it. None of them worked out, but they were trying everything they could and and I don't want to hear about how they had the guy here. The guy the guy we need now was never here. <laughs> Sorry, never was here. Didn't exist in this program. Otherwise, he'd still be here. So it's hard to find. Look look what they look what they go through in the National Football League to find that quarterback that can win championships. Absolutely. Oh my God! They they draft a first rounder, then they let him go two years later, then they bring in a veteran. It, this is very difficult and. Don't have I have no doubt that they will work as hard as ever, maybe harder than they ever have to try and find that guy. But he might not be out there. I don't know. There's already rumors and speculation about them being close to signing that guy. Uh, uh, it sounds like a South American from Brazil that they're getting close to signing, apparently, according to many reports and rumors. So we'll see about that. We'll keep you updated. Obviously, follow Minnesota United right. on Twitter and, and on their website for more information on that as it comes along. Um, other questions into the offseason, uh, the goalkeeping situation. Tyler Miller, 28. Dane St. Clair, what, 24? 21? 23, 23 or something like that, yeah. So you got we, a young keeper, you got an experienced keeper who's not – who's Pretty much that experienced keeper is pretty much reaching the prime age for goalkeepers. You want yeah. your goalkeepers in that 29 to 30 to early 30s range, and Tyler Miller's getting there. He had a pretty good season, got a little shaky near the end of the season, but for the most part had a really outstanding season. 
And then you got Dane St. Clair, who showed that he can be a pretty good keeper in this league at the end of last season. Didn't show it at the beginning of this season, but obviously it's a young guy, so you're not expecting complete consistency throughout the year. So what do the Loons do with that goalkeeping situation this this offseason? I don't know what you think, but I, I didn't think we'd have both these guys at the end of this year. I think we all kind of agreed that... Um, that was a talking if, point from in the first four episodes. Every episode we talked about how long... Tyler right. Miller or Dane St. Clair are going to stay here. And when, when when it looked as though, well, it was going into this season, it was Dane St. Clair's job. Mm-hmm. He had the job. And yeah. and at that point, we all thought, well, okay, it's only a matter of time till somebody needs a goaltender and Tyler Miller's available. And then he didn't start well, and then Tyler took over and never gave up the spot. Yeah. So. Um, now I think it's even more confusing now than it was a year ago. Yeah, yeah, it's because not, now you've got a guy that's clear at all. No, it's 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 muddier now than it was a year. And I don't know where Dane St. Clair is at. Is he the Dane St. Clair we saw last year, or is he the guy that we saw look pretty pretty? You know, I don't even know how to describe those first four games. They weren't. It wasn't his fault. We lost those no. first four, but he didn't. He wasn't confident, and you know. You saw the difference that Tyler Miller made when he came in. Where, where, where is he now? Where is Dane St. Clair? Is he still that guy we could turn this team over to? See, I don't think so. I think you still need to have Tyler Miller. And the question is now, what do you do? Do you send Dane? Because Dane St. Clair needs to play. Yeah, and they'll have. He's got to play. They'll have MLS 2 or whatever the development league is next year to go play in. So it's, yeah. it's a, do you want to have. Dane St. Clair playing that, or is that for Fred Emmings? I mean, the other young keeper that you've got growing in your system. I mean, who's going to – how are you going to tell Tyler Miller or Dane St. Clair, yeah, we're going to go through another season of this where one of you is going to be on the bench for the entirety of the season. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have to move on from one of them, I would imagine. And it's just a matter of do you want the guy who's in his prime, who's going to be your goalkeeper for the next probably three, four, maybe five years at most – or do you want the guy who can be your goalkeeper for the next decade? Unless he gets really good and you're able to sell him off to Europe and you get a big chunk of change for him. But it's all I, depending on how long-term they're looking and how short-term they're looking and what they want to do with that goalkeeper situation. Because I don't think either of them wants to go through another season of this where it's, yeah, maybe you'll start, who knows. But it's going to be one of you, and it's going to be one of you for the entirety of the season. Because I don't imagine Adrian Heath's going to switch his goalkeepers a whole lot. Uh, to me, it comes down to: Do you want a proven talent or unproven talent? And I still think Dane St. Clair is an unproven talent. Yes, he's played. Yes, he did very well. But now he's owing his he's zero for five this year. Yeah, true. So is he? Which which goaltender is he? Is he the one that that took us to the uh, uh, conference finals last year? Or is he a guy that's 0-5? I don't know. I'm not a goaltending coach. But if I had to make the decision today, I'm staying with Tyler Miller because he's a proven talent. You've seen, though, in this league where if you give a young keeper the minutes, if you give him the starts, he's going to blossom and become really good. I mean, D.C. United have it in Bill Hamid. You, uh, Philadelphia have it in Andre Blake. Matt Turner's gotten minutes, and he's become a really solid goalkeeper for New England and won, won the Goalkeeper of the Year award today uh, for this season. Young keepers, if they're given time and given plenty of space to grow, and you know, you just you might have to go through some of these growing pains where you're not going to have really good goalkeeping at times. But if you give them the minutes, 
They can become really good goalkeepers, and that's why Dane was drafted as high as he was because he was the best mm-hmm. goalkeeping prospect in that draft, and he's considered maybe Canada's new number one going forward. And if you have that good of a goalkeeper in your in your stable, do you really want to trade him away for bits and pieces, or do you want to trade away the guy who's reaching his prime who's not going to give you as long? It, I don't know how to go about this, and I'm thankful I'm not paid to, well, to make those decisions. They found a way to keep them both this year. Can we get one more year with both of them? I you'd have to find if you're gonna do it, you're gonna have to give Tyler Miller the minutes. He's gonna have to be the starter, but you're also gonna have to find somewhere on loan for Dane St. Clair because he he did make a start for Canada this year. That goalkeeping position's there. I mean, if he's getting solid minutes and showing that he can play, he could become Canada's new number one goalkeeper. Like he's been like he's been prospected to for a long time now. So he's not gonna want to sit. For much longer as a backup, he's going to want to start. So you, if you're going to keep them both, Tyler Miller's getting the minutes, and you're going to have to send Dane St. Clair on loan. You're not going to have yeah. either one of them as a backup. He's got to play. Yeah, I mean the kid needs to play. So I don't know that. I, I would think that uh, we've now hit on the two biggest headaches going on right now within the front office of uh, Minnesota United because these are things that they have to figure out. Um, you know, what to do with the goaltending. And, you know, what a great problem to have. We have two goalies that are worthy of probably being a starter for just about any team in this league, and we don't know how we can keep them both. Well, I think there's a lot of a lot of sporting directors that would like to have that problem. And the other – but so to me – to me, here, here's what it is to me. We talk about what's the off-season moves for this team. This – the goaltending situation – to me, is way down the list of things they should be concerned about. You know why? Because if they can find that striker, a guy that can score goals, and they add some depth, I don't know how much of a difference it'll make whether it's Dane St. Clair or Tyler Miller. Because the defense is the, the defensive is very good in front of the goalkeeper, and I think that if they take care of the number one problem, the goaltending problem becomes less significant. I don't think there's a wrong choice. There's nothing, no matter which way they go, there's no way. Well, people will say just because people are love to be (laughs) negative. If they, if you know, but to me, in my mind, there's no bad decision. Tyler Mills proved he's one of the best goaltenders in this league. Okay. Yeah. Dane St. Clair, in the small sample size we have seen, I think it's fairly evident that he has the potential to someday be of a top goaltender in this league. Yeah. So do you want, yeah, like you said, do you want the guy that is proven, but maybe you won't have for as long? Or do you want a young guy that, you know, is up and coming and might have a long, long, successful career? There's, these are, there's no bad choice here. These are both great guys. So I don't think that's as big a problem as we are probably making it out to be. They, they're going to have a good goaltender next year, I think regardless what happens. Yeah. And if they do trade, they're going to get a haul for either one of them. I, mean, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, looking at the rest of the roster, I just pulled up the MLS Players Association's free agent list and the mm-hmm. release list and who has options for next season. Let's go through this quickly. Not a whole lot of players from Minnesota. Uh, these are the guys with options. Are you picking up these options, Dan? Fernando Adi. <laughs> I'll move on since we know the answer. Juan Aguadello. Don't do that to me. <laughs> no, there's 
There's there's one Agudelo's all over the place. You can find somebody else. <laughs> Apparently, Michael Boxall has an option. I thought he signed a new contract recently. So uh, I thought I'm he did. Not... I don't know if that's right, but yeah, it, whether it's right, if it that is right, then absolutely you pick it up. But I thought he already he already that that's not. Uh, Accurate. He already signed. Yeah, I'm keeping Boxy. Uh, Brent Coleman apparently has an option. I'm keeping. Yeah. Yep. He's not. He's not. Doesn't have a high price tag. Um, he's a local. If he wants kid. to start. I don't imagine he's going to find a whole lot of starting roles in this league. So probably if he wants not. to get a, if he wants to get a solid starting job, he's probably going to have to drop down to the USL. And is if is he willing to do yeah. that? I don't think so because nope. he can still stay on with an MLS team, make probably more money here as a backup than he would down there at USL. Nope. He's um, a very, very dependable uh, middle back that can come in when you need him. So, no, I, you keep him. Yuka Raitala has an option. <sighs> I guess to me the price has to be right. I mean, we need that depth. So you need you you need depth and Yuka's an experienced player, and they're not always easy to find. So I guess I I would say we keep him around if if the if the cost isn't too high. And veteran experience, he's got that. He's right, he's got some experience. So yeah, and we didn't see a lot of him this year, and, and but you know at times he looked pretty good. So yeah, I think if, if you can get him for a good price, you'd keep him. Will Trap has an option. I'm absolutely keeping him. Put put the money on the table for Will. You need him. Term. He did. You need him. Lock him in. He was absolutely wonderful for this team. Yep. He was one of the best pickups, if not the best pickup in the offseason. Yeah. Um, especially then, with, with Ozzy Alonso getting older every year, and you don't know when he's going to say enough is enough. Um, will Trap will become then even more valuable. Absolutely. Adrian Zendejas, the third goalkeeper for this team, has an option. Uh, that depends all on what you do with the other two goalkeepers. That goes and I don't know anything about him. He hasn't played, so he's never I don't know. played I mean, for this team. I don't put much last night. I'd say I'd say I don't care because I I've never seen him play. We don't know if he was really good. He's going to end up somewhere playing. So I just I to me, let's figure out the first two, and then we'll worry about the backup later. Uh, guys that are listed as out of contract according to the MLS Players Association, Ozzy Alonso. This is the big one for mm-hmm. them in the playing field for Minnesota to figure out what you do with Ozzy because obviously he's up there in age, but mm-hmm. you saw his impact that he can still have on a team if he's getting if if you put him on the field. He's gonna have an impact. It's just a matter of how many minutes are you gonna get out of him. You did sign Hassani Dotson to a new three year deal uh with the idea that he's gonna continue to progress, he's gonna get more minutes, and then you're eventually probably gonna sell him on, I would imagine, because there mm-hmm. have been European teams sniffing around on him. Uh so what do you do with Ozzy Alonso? I would, I would ask if he wants to play, even if he doesn't want to play, I'm I'm keeping him here in Minnesota. He's got the, right. he signed last year with a weird, with a thing where he, he would move into the front office in some, some capacity. So whatever it is, you got to keep Ozzy Alonso here. He's well, great he, for, for what this organization needs. Well, if he doesn't want to play, you can't keep him here because that's why he defected from Cuba, Jonathan. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> We're bringing in geopolitics now. Whoops! Come on, that's what you can't. But you know, I you don't know. You know, it's kind of like Kevin Molino. Didn't we all want to see Kevin Molino back? Yeah, he's getting older. He wanted. He got hurt, and he wanted too much money. So at that point, you say, "No, we can't." Now, if if Ozzy wants a big paycheck, they'll probably just have to let him go, like they did Kevin Molino. But if he wants to play here, wants to stay here, and they can come to a reasonable agreement, absolutely keep him. Even if, 
even if he's only playing, you know, 20 to 25 making 25 appearances or 20 appearances. Well, that was supposed to be the plan this season, and then he ended up starting for a majority of it. And then he got, I don't know what he did. He took some magic pills or something. I don't know. But I I certainly would like to keep him at, you know, if if the numbers will work out and it doesn't break the bank and you don't have to lose out on another player or a younger player, by all means, you want Ozzy back. He is, you know, make him a coach or something. Make him a player slash coach or something. I mean, he's he's – too important to this team, so I hope I hope that Ozzy is reasonable in his demands and that they can uh, put something away for a couple of years and 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 have him around for a few more. Absolutely. The other player who's out of a contract, according to the MLS Players Association, Ethan Finley, hometown kid, been here since uh, partway into year one, has played fantastic for this squad, had a bunch of starting minutes. Um, for a good chunk of the season, I would imagine he still wants starting minutes, but with the attacking front they have, he's not going to get them. He's going to have to be okay with being a super sub. Can you convince him that that's the role here for him and that he that's a role he should take here? Um, I don't know about how much money it would cost to convince him to do that, but I wouldn't expect – I don't know. Salary cap, you don't want to give a whole lot of money to a bench guy, but also Ethan Finley has proven that if you need him to start, he's going to be really good for you. Yeah, my first reaction is, you know, keep Ethan Finley. Guys, he's he's such a hard worker. He he's got seems to have a good attitude. Um, but if he wants a lot of money and he thinks he can go somewhere else and start, well, good luck to him. I hope he gets to do that because he's a great kid, and I would love to see him start somewhere. But, man, we sure could use him as that depth piece. Yeah. Um, we talked about that at the end of the game. I think depth is because every year that I'm around this league, it just dawns on me how important depth is. And I think we had pretty good depth this year. I think we need better depth next year. And if you can find a way to keep Ethan Finley happy and on this team um, and he's not a starter, man, that he's a he's a huge asset to this team. I just don't know how badly Ethan wants to stay in Minnesota, first of all, and how badly he wants to go somewhere and start. If his, if his main objective in being a professional soccer player is going somewhere and starting, I think he could probably find a team. But I, I don't right now. It doesn't look like this is the team. So I hope he stays. But I have a feeling he may end up somewhere else. Yeah, it'd be it'd be sad to see him go because he's hometown kid. He's brought in uh, in the first year of this team's existence in MLS. Um, it would be sad to see one of the longest tenured loons. Oh yeah. Go, but it's at this point, if he wants to start, he's going to go find a starting role somewhere. Um, that's kind of it for roster decisions. I mean, we can talk about Jan Gregush, but we all kind of expect him to go at this point um, because we saw him once in like three months oh, this season. So I still, I still like to know what the hell happened there. I think everybody would. I think Jan would. Uh, but- <laughs> well, maybe he knows, but I don't know, and nobody's saying anything. So maybe, maybe we'll find once he's officially not a member of the club. Maybe we'll find out what the real, what the real. Uh, happenings were there because there's no we don't know hi this is daniel rue from the real gm radio podcast betonline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season find all the latest player developments team matchups news podcasts and in-depth analysis on every game and as always bet online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there 
the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the Major League Baseball playoffs, start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today. Yeah. Uh, other news that came out today, we got the first home games for every team in the yes. 2020 se- 2022 season. So next We season. start in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it sure feels like it's 67 days from training camp opening up. So, oh wow. God, not a whole lot of time. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> well, it's even shorter if you go to the MLS Cup final. You got like a month off and then you're right back at preseason <sighs> training. Good luck, champs, wow. in the next season. Um <laughs> Looking at these home games, uh, because of the way it worked out, Minnesota actually found out their first three games of the schedule, two of them on the road to Eastern Conference opponents. And remember, you play your Western Conference opponents twice next season, so that'll mm-hmm. be uh, – I'm not going to try and do the math. Um, and then you play eight Eastern Conference opponents, so you already right. learned two of the right. four road games against the East that you know about uh, in the first three games. The first one, February 26th out in Philadelphia. Dan. Who's looking Philly. forward to some wintertime Philly soccer? Philly. <laughs> Give us a cheesesteak. You know, because most teams only found out their season opening game and, and their home opening game. Possibly their second game, yeah. Yeah, but a lot of teams only, if they opened up the season at home, maybe only found that out. Yeah. But because we were playing two teams in their home openers, we found, our we found out those two and then our home opener. So we might be one of the, maybe the only team that found out their first three matches. Yeah. So February 26th, time to be determined at Philadelphia at Subaru Park the following week. So February 26th is Saturday. The following Saturday at 7 p.m., Nashville SC and Jamie Watson come to town. Nice. That'll be fun. Bringing up a Southern team to have a March 5th soccer game outdoors, St. Paul, Minneapolis, or St. Paul, Minnesota. Going to be so much fun out. I'm hoping for a snow opener. I'm calling for a snow opener. I want a snow opener. Make this a tradition, dang it. Make it a tradition. No, I <laughs> then, don't need much. You know, it's early March. I'm I'm pretty much done with winter by that point. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for spring by March. <laughs> and then March 13th, 1 p.m. on a Sunday, back out east mm-hmm. uh, to uh, New Jersey to face the New York Red Bulls. In their home opener. Yep. Yeah. Interesting I schedule to start off with. Once again, starting off against the Eastern Conference, which I like seems it. to always happen for this. I team. like it. I think we're going to go two and one in those three, and our new Who's striker lost? will score four goals in those three. I'm going to say this. Write this down. We're not going to make more <laughs> write this down predictions, but write this down. What? The Loons are going to sign a striker this season. They're going to sign a forward, Duh. and he's going to score Duh. in the season opening. The season opener. He's going to start and score in the season opener. Write that down. No. That's a no, I'll give you one. They will not start the season 0-4 next year. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> Write that down. All right. We'll keep track of those. Uh, but let's go on. Well, since we kind of went down that path, let's go on to write that down. Our final write that down. Kind of went down that rabbit hole, didn't we? <laughs> it's kind of a nice transition here as we 
uh, close out the show here. Write that down. As I said, we're not going to make any predictions. We are going to crown the champion this week. Uh, write that down. It has been our three soccer-related prediction segment. We'll make, we we have made at least one Minnesota United-related prediction every week. We kept track of the predictions, called them goals throughout the season, and most goals at the end of the year wins the golden boot, which we still have no idea what the heck the golden boot is, is even though we're crowning a champion. Dan, we only had two things come off the board this week. Oh uh, I said the Loon's leading goal scorer in the playoffs will be Audrey Nanu. Well, it was Franco Fragapane because we only scored one and it was him scoring it. <laughs> that, was a bad, that was a bad pick on your part. Then you said the game-winning goal in the Minnesota-Portland match will be scored in either stoppage time, extra time, or a shootout. Well, it scored in the 41st, well, no, it scored in the 46th minute. So it started in, it was scored in opening time, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, no, never mind. All right, take that down. That's ugly. That means the final results of the season. Oh, man. As close as it could get. 24 to 23, you were leading for about 25 weeks of this season. So I came back as all my picks that I had shot out into the universe waiting for them to happen. They started piling up and started ticking off and started going in my favor, piling up the wins late in the season, the goals late in the season for a come-from-behind late-season smash-and-grab win. 24-23, to Dan. Your thoughts on that season? Yeah, I just think that <laughs> there was a lot of controversy, a couple I mean, of questionable judgments. We still have picks, that are, picks that are still on the board that – aren't going to count for this season. I mean, if we want to count them, if we come back here at some point, then we can count them. Like you have uh, the MLS cup will feature somebody versus new England. You said Colorado will not represent the Western conference and MLS cup. I so said right there. I'm ahead of you right there. Why? That puts me ahead of you right there. When those two happen, this is not well, over. I still have other things to come over. off the board. You only, yeah, have but none of yours are going to come four. right. Yours are all wrong. To come off none of yours are going to work out. Oh, and four. I said no, we're going to have to come back and settle this. Now we're going to have to come back and settle this. I said a team other than Seattle will where will represent the Western Conference. I have something about Paul Pogba signing a contract, uh, and then <sighs> Arsenal and Manchester United being sold. I don't over. think that's going to happen. So, um, okay, so we can't stop now. So we're going to have to continue through the uh, MLS <laughs> Cup, and at that point, we'll take a week off for Christmas, and then it's training camp. So we might as well just keep going. <laughs> if we get any support whatsoever. Wrong. From people that watch this or listen to this podcast, any support whatsoever, then we're back. One of the old writing campaigns that TV show fans used to do. We just need one. (laughs) We just need one to send to the program director at uh, at Score North and say, "Look, look, we've got a whole bag of these, but we just brought one." (laughs) And then we're back. Roycey, we'll tell Roycey. No, no, we'll tell Roycey we want to come back. He'll he'll take care of that for us. Yeah. Just get Roycey on the case. Because he just walk in and go, hey, bring back Harrison and Terhar. Thank you. <laughs> we, to, we should get him on the podcast. Have him do some right We should. Dance. Talk soccer, Patrick. <laughs> How you doing? He's got the home set up to join us on StreamYard here. How you doing? He, snub, he tried to snub me once. You know, the Roycey snub? No. He, he's infamous for when he's walking through a crowd and people say, hey, Patrick. Hi. Hey, Patrick. He's like, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? He won't even look at him. <laughs> I was passing him once at the state fair. He was coming into KSTP. I was going out. I said, hey, Pat. How you doing? I said, hey, don't snub me. Oh, sorry. I didn't see you. I didn't know it was you. It was like, <laughs> the Roycey snub. <sighs> so anyway, right. I think we should come back because this is not over. I'm not going down that easy. You're not you're not just gonna lie down and accept me being the championship, the champion. 
It's not going to VAR. There's no need for VAR. Oh, VAR. there is need. VAR here. There right, is need. Dan, that has what? been this season of Loon Talk because Maybe. Minnesota United season is done. <laughs> so that means Loon Talk is contractually yes. done for now. Yes. We might try and sign, re-sign on and have it start early for next season. We'll see. Let's make, let's let's continue later as Goon Talk. Goon Talk. Goon Talk. Yeah. And we'll just talk whatever we want. All right. Talk hockey enforcers from back in the nineties. It was. It was a. It was a, a, a. My my final thoughts for now will be that this team is a much better team than the one that made it to the Western Conference Finals. They didn't prove it. They didn't, you know, I can't show you anything on paper that proves that. I feel they are. I feel there's more talent there. What it'll take for that talent to produce more offense, because this defense is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, No matter who the goaltender is, this defense is great. Um, Will Trapp is a huge addition. And I'm still excited about the future of this team, even without – any changes. If we went into the next season with the same lineup, I'd still be excited and be very confident this would be a playoff team and they would have success. So I, even though they didn't end well and it was a very stressful, frustrating, uh, taxing season on everybody, including the players mentally, I, I, I'm still excited about where this team has gone in the last year and what they have for talent and so I think it's going to be good. I really do. I think I think next year is going to be fun. Absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, not just because the schedule looks a whole lot easier on travel for everybody, uh, including yeah. us not having to prepare for games three days apart for what seemed like two months in a row. We don't have to do that next season. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Also, just looking forward to this team being back and playing again because it's so much fun being able to broadcast the games for the listeners, being able to broadcast the games with you, Dan, at Allianz Field. It's just it's so much more fun when we have Minnesota United games to talk about, and I'm looking forward to next se- season. Can't wait. My final thought, as I said, it, frustrating season. Uh, sad it's over, um, but, yeah, it's just a frustrating season. Um, as it ends frustratingly out in Portland in a 3-1 loss last night. Loons fans, we will keep talking to you throughout this offseason over on Twitter. Uh, we'll keep you updated on the future of Loon Talk. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, but for now, this is our final sign-off for the season right now. We'll keep you updated, as we said. If we, if we have any more announcements, go follow us on Twitter at JohnHarrison90, at Dan Terrar, D-A-N-T-E, R H A A R. Thanks for the spelling on the. You're reading. You're reading that off the screen. I can tell. I am. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Absolutely, Dan. Good stuff tonight. We will. I'll talk to you anyways throughout the afternoon. Later. Talk yeah. To you later. Thank you. Talk to you later, Lewis fans. Thanks for following us and listening to us all season long. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. 
Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.